guys, you're tuned into the Dope Girls Pray Podcast. I'm your host, Kamisha H. We have a special guest coming on tonight, and I know you do not want to miss this. Stay tuned and remember, Dope Girls Do Pray. Hey, Robin, can you hear me? 
Yes, I can. All right. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, you're tuned into the Dope Girls Pray podcast. I'm your host, Kanisha H. And our guest speaker for tonight is Robin Green. Robin Green is an awesome woman of God, um, a close friend of mine, a close supporter, who's going to be on tonight to share her awesome testimony. So, Robin, you know, we're going to just dive right in. You could just start telling your testimony, tell the viewers who you are first, and then just go okay. right into your testimony. Okay, well, my name is Robin um, Nicole Green. I always use the, I go by my name, uh, my whole name, so that way people can find me. Um, I am a mother, um, a wife, and I am a grandmother also of nine grandchildren. Um, I am at home, I sometimes stay at home um, mom, and also I am a a business owner who um, has three businesses where I can stay at home and do work. Um, So I'm very happy to say that because um, I don't have to leave out and go to a typical job. I actually do all of my work from home. So I'm happy about that. Um, I was born in Vaughan, New Jersey, where I grew up, um, probably for like about maybe six or seven of um, my beginning of my years of my life. And then my mom moved us to um, Philadelphia, where I grew up in Southwest Philadelphia first, because we were moving around. Mm-hmm. And then um, we ended up in West Philadelphia, um, which I um, lived like where we called down the bottom. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I grew up in West Philly. So I consider myself Jersey slash Philly, but more a Philly girl because okay. I, I really um, have, you know, was, was raised up in Philadelphia. So I consider right. Philly to be my home. And I just yeah. love Philadelphia. So I always rep Philly when I uh-huh. say, say, where are you from? I always say, I'm from Philly. Right. I'm from so, Philly too. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. you understand, right? Yeah, but so, I live in New Jersey too, just like you. Yeah. Yeah, but you rep Philly probably because that's yeah, how I am. Yeah. I rep Philly. And um, so I grew up in West Philly. I actually went to um, elementary school there. And then I went to junior high school there. I started um, um, my university, um, University City High School, probably I was like 17, 18. Um, But I had to drop out of school because I had my first child. So I was a teenage mother at uh, 16. I want to say going into 17. I was when I had my first child. Um, and so I didn't drop out of school right away. I tried to stay in school and, um, get my education, but, um, I was a little bit more of a rebel because as you can Mm. see, I had a child early on, but I was, because I grew up in Philly, I I used to see a lot of things. And, um, so it was a lot of drug activities, gang activities, to be honest. Um, so what I saw, um, some of the things I feel like I repeated because of my environment. Mm. So, um, a lot of the things um, when I was coming up, I, I used to, you know, take part, you know, take part in was like um, out with my friends. You know, we were drinking. Sometimes we would be out, you know, smoking marijuana, you know, um, as a teenager and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, so I grew up in that kind of environment. But overall, I kind of knew um, that I had something different in me. Even as a child, I knew that I would 
um, was going to be destined for greatness, I felt like, because I just felt like I wasn't like everybody else. I always stood yeah. out of the crowd. I always had like um, this aura about me. A lot of people say, Robin, it's just something about you. It's something about you. Well, I always say now that I know that it's God. <laughs> yeah. But people say, well, what, you know, that's something about you. Well, the something is the Lord. So now I know that like that inward part of me that used to shine out and people used to always cling to me and come to me was, you know, that the Lord was always with me. And um, so as I grew up, um, like I said, as a teenager and stuff, I got into enough trouble because um, for one, um, like I said, I was very, you know, much rebellious and um, Mm -hmm. I was a rebel and I used to want to hang out and I used to wanted to be in the streets and, um, and found out that the streets really didn't play no favorites. Um, as we would yeah. say, it, you know, we, um, where I grew up, you know, you weren't destined to come out um, as, you know, we would say in, you know, in the hood, right? Cause that's where I really grew mm-hmm. up to be honest. Um, I didn't yeah. grow up rich or anything like that. My mom, my dad was very educated. My mom, she didn't finish school, but my dad went mm-hmm. to college and was very educated. So he taught us about reading and getting your education and stuff. So I went back to school finally and got my GD. Um, and then I went on, took some classes for nursing. And, and um, but before all of that, in the midst of all of that, um, I had a lot of growing up to do. As I said, I was rebellious and um, God's hand was for me the whole time because even during my rebellion um, at points, God would speak to me and um, mm-hmm. and I would hear small voices or just um, really didn't identify that it was God at that time, but he was speaking to me the whole time. And then even in the elements, even where I was like at my young age of like 18, 19, I was seeing open visions. And I remember walking with someone and I said, do you see that? And it was in the sky. And he, and he was like, no. And I'm like, no, up there, look, look. And I'm trying to tell him to look up. And as I was looking up, I saw this big, face that was like in like almost the shape of the moon because the moon was there but it came out like a face and it had ridges in his mouth and it's an opened mouth and then in the belly Mm. it was like all of these faces of souls in there and in the belly right and his mouth was just rigid like he was could eat and chop up everything and I was thinking oh my god like I was saying it out loud like using my audible voice right but I felt like I was in a dream, but we were really walking, me and this guy. And um, and I saw the open vision. And that day I said, something else that God is, you know, is it, you know, who is showing me this? I know it got to be God. And so, you know, at yeah. that point, um, the enemy started fighting me because God was dealing with me a lot and, prof- you know, prophetic mm-hmm. things. And I didn't really understand it because at that time I wasn't in church. I wasn't raised up in church. Um, mm-hmm. I was really raised up in the streets. So I, my grandmother used to take us to church, but it's different when you were raised up in a church, meaning you have, you know, parents that go to church and stuff like that. We didn't have that. We had me and my sister, I'm saying we, meaning, um, I'll Mm -hmm. just say me since we're talking about me, but, um, I didn't have that, um, somebody come take you to church every Sunday or you went every Tuesday. That wasn't it. My grandmother used to come from violin always to Philadelphia and she used to take us to church. And so that Mm -hmm. was me getting my, you know, getting my, you know, my my spiritual or religious, you know, experience because I didn't know. Right. But um, other than what God would show me. 
But um, mm. as I saw the visions, I knew that God was dealing with me. And then the enemy mm -hmm. started fighting me, like I said, because um, I, I, I get a lot of warfare for for my calling. And I know because my calling is great, I get a lot of warfare. And then um, I had at that time had experienced, um, you know, open visions and then having uh, dreams because I had had issues at, you know, that time when I was coming up to get back to that was that um, I was addicted to drugs. I, I was addicted to mm -hmm. cocaine as I had was 16, 17 years old. Um, I, I'm not gonna speak who had gave it to me, but the person gave it to me that was very close. It was laced in marijuana and I didn't really realize that that's what it was and I had became addicted. And mm -hmm. um, after I became addicted to smoking it in the marijuana, I wind up wanting to go a little further because at that point, that was around me also because it was like mm -hmm. there and I seen people doing it and I thought it was cool. They were doing it. And I said, you know, let me try it. But it was not for me um, in every sense of the word <laughs> because um, it turned me um, into a whole monster. And I have to be honest wow. um, because um, at that time, I think I had had two of my children at that time, or, or almost close to Gary having third. Um, before I had turned like even 21, um, mm -hmm. I had had the other kids and by then I was on the drugs. Right. And, um, mm -hmm. the, the Lord was dealing with me and was dealing with people around me and, um, things were just happening so fast. And before you know it, my kids all four or more born and I was still addicted to drugs. I was probably like in my twenties and I couldn't shake this addiction. Um, I went out on the streets to make money because at that time I wasn't trying to work. I was so addicted that I was just like, I'm just going to use my body. Um, I, I, for my age right now, I'm 30. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a 30. <laughs> I'm 48. Um, I'm it's thinking okay. 30, Robin, really? <laughs> People tell me I look like I'm 35. Maybe that's why I said 30, but I am 48 now, God willing. I'll be 49 in October. And um, and when people see me, they say, you know, you look like you're young. You don't look like you have kids. And I say, it's only the grace of God. But, you know, mm -hmm. at that time I was young and I was, you know, addicted to drugs and stuff. And then, you know, the Lord had to really bring me back because of my calling and who I am in God. I, I just felt God constantly tugging and tugging at me until it's like drastic measures had to happen for me to do a complete turnaround because I was just that rebellious. Yeah. Right. And yeah. um, so God did uh, a turnaround. He, you know, like it might sound bad, but my kids were taken away from me. Um, wow. All four of them at one time. Um, I literally, I ain't going to lie to you, lost my mind because Wow. You know, they came and snatched them from me and um, I didn't have a chance to do nothing, any rehab or anything. It was like I was just forced wow. to stop. And um, that was impossible because if anyone is know that someone who's addicted to drugs, it's impossible to make somebody just stop yeah. when they're on drugs. Stop you overnight, just, right. You know, you, you right. want them to stop, but they, it's not possible. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Right. But what happens is yeah. um, um, I, I went into a deep depression. I went into a deep um, self-destructive mode, meaning I wow. just literally was taking everything. I wanted the pill. I never shot up any drugs or anything like that, but I, I did more drugs, you know, and got, got mm. more deep in the streets of prostitution and, you know, just finding myself just wanting to be lost, never feeling yeah. like nothing, just numb, 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 numb. 
And um, yeah. and the whole time I didn't want to hear nothing. I'm gonna be honest. I I, I have to be honest because yeah. it's just my heart. Yeah. That I didn't want to right. hear nothing from God either at that time because I'm like, mm-hmm. why is this happening? You know, why is this going? Why am I right. going through this? You know. And um, the Lord, you know, spoke with me and it was like through someone and the person came to me and let me know you're trifling. You need to get yourself together. And, you know, you're a beautiful person and look at you and, you know, you, you know, this is not you, you know? And I said, Oh my God, it was like a wake up call. Like, like almost like God likes, like, like was like, get up, wake up and fight, you know? Yeah. And, um, I ain't gonna lie, I put on my fighting clothes and as we say, put on, take off our earrings and our Vaseline and we get get ready for war. Um, I was ready. And I went back and started, you know, mentally started recovering from past things, which, and I didn't say any of that stuff, but I will say it that when I was five, I was raped at five years old and left for dead in a violent and in a garage. And then I was molested throughout my adolescence life. So I, I, I just felt like I had to fight through all of those things from, from the past. Mm -hmm. Then with my addiction and all of that, that, you know, I had to fight. So I just, like I said, put on my fighting clothes and got up and was like, you know, the devil is a liar and I'm going to work and get my kids back and I'm going to get myself right. So that way God can use me and, 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 and what capacity he want to use me in. And that's kind of was my thought pattern. So I just kind of got on and just stuck with it. And before you know it, to God be the glory, I got all four of my kids back from the system where they said you would never get them back from Philadelphia court system. I got each one of them back and in the order that they was born though, Kamisha, you know, at the order they were born. Each one of them came one by one in the order that they were born. So I didn't get them backwards. They came in the order. So that let me know that God had an order to what he was doing in my life as simple as that, because it wouldn't have been no other way. And from them, they took away my parental rights. So if you know anything about parental rights being taken, the courts close your case and your kids have to wait till they're 18 years old to decide whether or not they even want to come back to you or even communicate with you. But God said, no, God said otherwise. And from that right now, I have a beautiful relationship with my four children. Um, They come and see me daily. Two of them is in Philadelphia. Two of them are here in New Jersey. I have two girls and two boys and then my nine grandchildren. And um, so through all of that, I learned that God is, you know, um, no respect of person of how he delivers and heal you. You have to be willing to want the healing and the deliverance. And I was hungry. Yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. I was hungry for God. I was hungry for change. I wanted to get off these yeah. drugs. I was addicted to the drugs. Right. No rehab was going to help me. None of my family members is though they loved me and everybody helped try to help Robin, you know, come on, get yourself together. It just never was the time. And they weren't able to do it. It was only God because God, just wanted to yeah. get the glory out of that, you know? Right. And that's what I realized that, you know, only God can do those hard things, those impossible things that, you know, without right. God, you know, we can't do anything. And that, you know, we have to, you know, just hear what God is saying and move on what God is telling us at the time. So I did exactly that. Like I said, I, I fought and um, and God redeemed me. He redeemed Amen. me. I'm um, over 10 years clean um, from Amen. crack cocaine. Um, I, I haven't even counted after the 10 year I stopped counting, 
But um, yes, I have 10 years clean and, and I've never was a drinker or anything like that. So I don't smoke cigarettes or none of, nothing like that. But when God delivered me from the crack, I also had to be delivered from lust um, because I had a lot yeah. of issues with lust because of me being um, raped and molested as a child. Um, I, I realized that I had a lot of demons that, you know, the Lord had to deliver me from. And I yeah. had to allow God to heal me in those places which were broken. I mean, I was I was so broken. I, I can't even lie to you. I was broken. I was I was low. I was really low when they say, you know, he picked you up out of the uh, out of the blood. Like, uh, you know, it was just like he picked me up out of my own polluted, you know, blood. And I know that, you know, um, because of that, you know, I am who I am today. Like I said, I'm a wife. I'm a mother. Uh, um, I'm a grandmother. I write books. I have books on Amazon mm. that I have wrote and I'm still writing. I have another book I'm about to publish. I had self-published that works. And um and, you know, I'm just allowing God to be God in my life. Um, my, yeah. One of my businesses, you know, is, is a home care agency. All my business have to do with servants, servitude. Mm -hmm. I, I find myself, you know, well, I know I'm a servant. <laughs> I always take, it, <laughs> take care of somebody and give in and always tell my, well, can, what can I do? Can I help? You know, and this and that. Uh, because I just love helping and I love giving and I love, you know, making other people happy. Uh, other people being happy makes me happy. You know, I, yeah. it might sound weird, but I like to see other people happy. Like I'm not a person mm -hmm. that gets jealous of weird. people. That's, and a, stuff, that's a right? good thing. That's a yeah. good thing because mm -hmm. it's not to, there's not too many people that you mm -hmm. know like to see other people happy or, or successful mm -hmm. and it's so crazy and I not I don't mean to cut you off um no go ahead. I was talking to a, a good friend of mine earlier mm -hmm. and we were talking on the phone and I said to her you know the one thing that you know I would never do like say for instance the Lord brings somebody you know, to, to me, to mentor, to, to help push. And if the person, mm -hmm. you know, went off before me, I would never, you know, be upset because they took off before I did, because I'll, exactly. I'll push somebody, even at my starting point, I'm not going to wait until I get there and then say, you know what, now I'm going to come back and help you. No, I'm going to help you while I'm right. down here. I'm right. going to push and you. And push. if that mean I push you further than me, that's mm -hmm. fine. Because the Bible right. says that we will know them by their fruit. I'd rather right. have fruit. Yes, you know, me too. <laughs> so that's, that's nothing too. wrong with, you know, mm -hmm. what you're doing as it pertains to, you know, having that heart. That's the heart of the father. You know, yes. when, you, when you truly, you know, want to help people, Um, even like listening to your testimony. When I looked down at my phone, I wasn't being rude. I was trying to Google because I wanted to say the correct number and I didn't find it. But when I mm -hmm. when I was listening to your testimony. And the Lord was was showing me the name. Um, I saw Magdalene, and it's like Mary mm -hmm. Magdalene. That was in the Bible. And if you know anything about the demons that was assigned to her, I, I believe, and I didn't find it, but I remember reading it. It was in the 70s, and I think it was 77 okay. demons that mm -hmm. was assigned mm -hmm. to her. And if, you, and if you, and when I remember reading it, and the Lord was like, it was like the spirit of revelation that was revealing. And the Lord was saying that her warfare was that great because of who she was. And right. so when I'm listening to your story, you know, mm -hmm. I'm just like, gosh, and it's because of who you are, you know, right. and this is why, because everybody warfare is different and the yes, Lord knows is. what everybody can handle and what you might have yes, went through, did. I might not be able to handle, or then maybe some things the Lord might test me with that you may not be able to handle. So but the, the, the fact of the matter that the enemy has fought you so hard and he still will to the day that you die. It's I tell because, you, <laughs> like you said, it is because of mm -hmm. the calling that is on your life. But the yes. best thing about it all, 
God, mm-hmm. I thank you. The best thing about it all yes. is all of that you went through was not just for you, but it was to help other people. Because God yes. is going to use you when it comes to women ministry to really go back and to help other women that went through the Amen. same thing. Because yes. there are some Amen. people thank that you, are God. assigned to really mm-hmm. to be able to deal with those type of women. Because one thing yes. that I do believe is God is not going to give you something to talk about that you've never experienced. And so That's I so may true. not be I'm able. I'm a firm believer. You know, yes. Yeah, I may not be able to go, you know, to the women that may have dealt with drugs because I've never had right. experienced that. Yes. So the Lord assigns certain things to happen for people, you know, yes. so that they can go back and to help other people. Because like so I said, true. you got to be relatable. Yes, you know, because also, sometimes yes. people try to walk into things, you know, want to walk into every arena. No, you got to find what it is that what the Lord it is, is calling that you to. Lane. Yes. And it's usually mm-hmm. what you experience. It's and that's how I feel. Yes, yeah, that's how I and feel because, I, go ahead. Mm. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Because it's your testimony. Um, I was going to say that, um, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I was going to say that that's so true that what you're saying, because um, I have experienced and been experiencing that sense that, you know, the Lord has really delivered me, that I have a message to give to somebody because of that experience. And I realize that now that's why I feel like the enemy fights me so much because I'm walking in my calling, meaning like I'm, I'm taking phone calls from people who are abused, people who are, you you know, was recovering, is still in their addiction, trying to get out of their addiction. And, and they always find their stuff coming to me. And I think it's, and I'm going to say, I don't think, I know it's because they see the light in me. They see the example of me. And they also know that it's consistent, right? Because yeah. like I said, it's been over 10 years that I've been experienced off mm-hmm. of drugs and stuff like yeah. that. And because of that, that lets them see some consistency. Because one thing with people who was addicted to drugs, it's like, you can't see no consistency. You like, yeah. well, girl, you was clean, what, last week, damn, this yeah. week. You know, you, you know, you're doing this. So I, I know people who are like that, but I also, I, I thank God because part of me growing up in the street is, is going to help me to be able to minister people in the street, right? Yeah. Because when I go to the streets, like meaning when I go back to West Philly, like coming from my home in Jersey and people see me, this is how they say to me, right? They be like, what's up, Rob? They call me Rob instead of Rob Ben because they're familiar with me in that way, right? They don't look at yeah. me as someone that's going to come read scriptures to them and you know, right. stuff like that, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But sometimes mm-hmm. you have to be able to give people stuff where they are. Like everybody that you meet, like, for instance, is yeah. not that's on the streets. They don't know anything about scriptures. Like when people, yeah. I'm be honest with you. Let me just give you an example. When I used yeah. to be on the streets, I remember I used to wanted to get clean and stuff like that. Right. But I didn't really know anything about God. Like I said, at one point, I really didn't. And people used to come and I used to be like, Oh my God, here they come with them tracks, right? Because you never knew what the tracks were. <laughs> I'm, I'm just sorry. being honest. I, I pray to God yeah. that Lord please forgive me, but I'm being honest. I just be like, no, here they true. come with it's them true. tracks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, here they come with them tracks. What is they talking about now, right? And you knew they were talking about Jesus or something because they was always passing them and they were trying to say, praise the Lord and stuff like that. But you didn't really realize that that's what it was until, you know, because you're in darkness. You right. you know, I'm just speaking on my own experience. Yeah. I was in darkness. I wasn't trying to hear that. I probably was trying to go get me a cooler or try to go get me some, you know, marijuana. I don't know. But I know I was at that time I seen him coming. It's like you almost run from him when you seen it. But I yeah. said, Lord, you know, at the time when I thought back about it, I said, a lot of people who they did come to like me, of course, didn't want to hear that because we're not 
going to church. Nobody knows about church and know about scriptures right. and stuff like that that's in the street. They're not even picking up a Bible, to be honest with you. Yeah. Enough yeah. of them see yeah. Bibles in other places. They're not going to church right. to see that, you know? So we have to be relatable and be able to meet people where they are with it because everybody, like I said, is not going to receive God with scriptures and speaking in tongue. That's not going to happen. Yeah. You have yeah. to be able to come and to people and understand where people are and where they're at, you know? Yeah. And it's what you said, you said two key points that are so important and we're going to touch on this. Mm -hmm. And this is not a, a teaching podcast, but we're going to move because the Holy okay. Spirit is telling us to move and say this. But two key <laughs> yes. points that you Amen. just said, because when you said to meet people where they mm -hmm. are, we're going to use Bible to back that up. Because Paul said Amen. to the weak, mm -hmm. I have become weak so that Amen. I may win some. Amen. Sometimes you do have to come down to people's level. Not saying that you have to be like them, but like you said, right. everybody is not going to be a hallelujah. And, and you know, one thing that we lack, you know, mm -hmm. um, in the ministry, we don't know how to minister to people who are not like us. That's we don't so know true. how to go to, to minister a Muslim. We don't know how to minister to a Jehovah Witness. We don't know right. how to minister to even someone that might not even affiliate with a religion and they're just a regular person. A yes. lot of us don't have that love language. I call it love language because you can't always go to a person. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because like you said, <laughs> everybody doesn't understand that. And when you're in bondage, because when you said darkness, it's bondage. That's what it is. It That's is. not really what you want to hear. Right, you get what I'm exactly. saying? And so when you mm -hmm. truly are being spirit led and you're sensitive to the spirit, you know, one thing that I learned about deliverance, you're going to dethrone the enemy first. And you yes. can pray without ceasing. You don't have to even let a person know that you're even praying, you know, to mm -hmm. dethrone the, the, the enemy, the hand of the enemy or the different spirits that's operating in the person first, you know? Yes. And so literally before you even do that part though, because it's all about making people comfortable. I remember Pastor Prophet Chris Scott he said he does like a a, a cleanup ministry. Mm -hmm. He go on his regular clothes. He just sweeping all day. He said, and the young guys be out there watching him sweep. And then finally, after a while, they come up like, what y'all doing? And then he's like, oh, we doing this. And next thing you know, he's able to minister, you know, to the people. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we just said, God is not going to give you nothing to talk about that you haven't experienced. And so because, so you know, true. he talks about, you know, the past and his life, he knows how to be relatable. And sometimes we have to learn how to be relatable. We have to learn exactly. how to minister to people, you know, outside yes. of the church. I have to say it. Mm -hmm. We have to learn how to minister to the people outside of the church because everybody is not going to step foot in the church. And it's the, so the reason why I said that is because also, like, I remember when um, I like I went started going to the ministry. My grandma was going to the same ministry. She brought me in when she saw me like right like around 2001 or so. And I came back to church and. I was looking around and stuff and I had just was coming off the street. So let me just tell you what I saw from, from coming off the street, to be honest with you, uh -huh. because even though yeah. I was not in the church, I, because I'm a seer, I can see. And it was like my discernment for whatever reason, it's like my, you know, height I have heightened gifts. Like, and so my discernment was up. I'm looking at these people and I'm like this, where's God in here? Like, because wow. when I first came in here, first of all, they, they made me feel funny. Okay, I didn't wow. have one. Yeah. Let me just be 100% honest. This is how I am. <laughs> um, when I came in the church, I didn't have on no church clothes. So I didn't mm -hmm. have on, you know, the little clothes with the diamonds on there and stuff and the little outfits yeah. and stuff like that. I didn't have none of that. I had regular clothes right. and stuff that I had. Um, some of them were short above my knee. 
Um, I didn't yeah. know nothing about nobody prayer cloth to my son. Your knees are showing. I didn't know nothing about that. Yeah. Um, you know, so when I came into church, I, I didn't really know before I even got to get saved. Really, I was right. more criticized and more put down because every time it's like somebody was with what, what, what you got that lip something on. I used to wear um, lip liner around my lip. And, you know, it was just so much judgmental, judgmental, judgmental. Right. judgmental. I said, well, well, can I get saved first? Can I can right. I get to know the Lord? I came in here broken. I mean, I first of all, every time looked like because God would deal with me, I was a crybaby. I felt like Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. I would cry, cry, cry. Every time the pastor <laughs> said something, I was like, that's for me. <laughs> Girl, I did floor ministry. I had floor ministry almost every Sunday. It was like, mm -hmm. I was getting cleaned up though. So I know that now, but when Amen. I first came in there, I didn't know anything about church. And that's why I feel like it's so important that us, you know, as people who know God and church people, I would say it's different than people who believe in God, that we have to be able to give people opportunity when they come in the church. So that way they can get to know God. If you hounding them down at the door for everything that they wear because you want them to be looking like everybody else, let them get what's in their heart first, which is the word of yeah. God. And God, yeah. I feel like will do the changing. Cause let me be honest yeah. again, when, when, when God started dealing with me and my grandma used to say, when the Holy Ghost gets you, <laughs> you're going to change up. You're going one way and yeah, sit and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And listen, she wasn't lying because as soon as I realized who the Holy Ghost was and I yeah. got filled with the Holy Ghost, I realized that I can't wear my cleavage all out and everything all up and out and pushed up and everything. I realized right. I have to wear slips and I got to cover up my knees because I started feeling conscious minded about yeah. it. Right. The Holy Ghost started convicting me about it. And right. that's when right. I realized that, OK, I need to change and started changing yeah. my wardrobe. I just feel like as you know, people that's in the church, they need to give people an opportunity, like I said, to get to know God. Don't be so yeah. in a hurry to condemn people before they even get in the door. Allow people yeah. to get in the door. Let them get saved. Let them even get to know God or have that experience. Because I, like I said, when I went to this ministry, the glory of God used to fall in there like crazy. So the experiences that I got and me being hungry, for what I didn't know at that time was God is what turned my whole life around. And that's why yeah. I am where I am now. Like I said, clean. I'm able to talk to people to, you know, yeah. I pray for people. I have the the the, the um, power of healing in my hands. Like, you know, uh, I have so many different experiences like with that. Mm. Even just recently, my husband had fell. We were in Jamaica. And he had fell and a bone was coming out of his arm. I laid hands on wow. his arm and, you know, the bone set wow. back in place. Jesus. That's the kind of God that we serve. And that's the kind of God that I know, right? That the one I had to learn Amen. about, not from my grandmother's Amen. prayers, even though she prayed for me. And I'm thankful that she did because I'm in righteousness now. But when I wasn't in righteousness and didn't know God, God still kept me and God kept me for a time like Amen. this. And I know that this is the time where God will have me speak to the people in the streets and bring people back into his fold because that's Amen. what I feel like I have. I feel like I have a street ministry. When I go around people Amen. in the streets, everybody recognize me. Anybody they ready to talk to me, I'm always ready to talk to them. I don't care if you on drugs. Mm. I don't care if you, you just got finished smoking crack and you come stand in front of me and can't even get your life together. I'm still going to talk to you like you're a regular person because we are yeah. regular people. You know, we just yeah. people who have addictions, who have problems yeah. and the problems usually stem more deeper than what people think is superficial.
you know? And I, and I have to say this because it's, it's just mm-hmm. so impressive upon me. The Holy Ghost is just impressing upon me. Mm-hmm. Because when we want to go back to the church part when you were saying mm-hmm. how, you know, you felt condemned when you went to the church. And, and the oh, Lord I just did. showed me the, mm-hmm. the, the story when Mary Magdalene, she touched the hem of the garment of Jesus. And out mm-hmm. of all of the people that was around, he said, who touched me? Because he knew that it was a sinner, that it was someone he that knew. needed him. He knew. Amen. And so if we would actually, as Christians, and as the church, will actually show the love of Christ yes. and have common sense. Because it doesn't take for you to have a prophetic gift to have common sense. Some things it are really common doesn't. sense. When you see yes. a person and they're coming in a certain way, some things are just common sense. If you see them coming in hurt, like if they got crunches, yes. it's clear they're hurt. If you see them coming in, you know, with their hair disheveled, clearly it's a possibility they're, they're homeless. So instead right. of us sitting up here, you know, talking about the people and if we're supposed to be showing the love of Christ and showing mm-hmm. compassion and if the church is supposed to be a place, and I mean the building and the people, yes. because forget the building, yes. but the people. Yes, the we people are the church. church. Yes, if amen. If we're coming there because we need assistance, People shouldn't feel like, you know, I can't come to the church when this is supposed to right. be a safe haven. Yes, it's and it's a place for the sick. And it's a place for the sick. Exactly. Because if mm-hmm. she touched him in his garment and he knew that somebody was sick and needed him, how is it that, you know, we're practicing the opposite of what Jesus did and we said we're following him? Right. You and know, that so goes back is, to what I was saying. That, excuse me. That goes back to what I was yeah. saying about when I walked in here, I was like, is God, where is God at in this? Because... Yeah. You know, to be honest with you, again, like when I saw how it was in there, I was saying to myself, well, some of the people in the street is better than this. Yes. I, I better go back to Sister Potato Chip and them because they better than but Sister, you, um, I'm a, I'm, you know, so-and-so in the church. And I'm glad that you that you just said that mm-hmm. because you just confirmed the second part of what I just heard. Because when mm-hmm. you said the people on the street is better than this, and that's what bondage mm-hmm. is. And so what mm-hmm. the enemy will try to do sometimes also he will try to, to use people, weak people, mm-hmm. to, to try to distract you to, from fulfilling, like to moving forward. Because yep. one thing that we know about bondage, the spirit of bondage, it doesn't want to leave us. That's his yes. job to keep us bound, to keep us entangled, to keep us in mm-hmm. that web. I talked about it the, uh, maybe two weeks ago, how I described mm-hmm. what bondage is, like a spider web. Yes. You know, when people look at it and they get so captivated by it, the next thing you know, you're, they're trapped on they're it. And it. you don't see the spider until you you actually on the web. The and web. so that's so how true. bondage is. And so sometimes the enemy, he will use weaker people, weaker Christians or mm. weaker whoever to mm. try to keep us from, you know, moving forward because he doesn't want and to God. lose us. He doesn't want, yes. right. He don't want to lose us, free us. You know, he wants us to stay bound. But we thank God because mm-hmm. the Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed. It's and free so indeed. It, it, it was, yeah, so it was two parts that, that, that happened to you. One, mm-hmm. people just need to be better as it pertains yes. to being in the church. And then two, the enemy couldn't try to use those people as a means of distraction because that's what usually happens before breakthrough happens. You know, distraction happens first. I'm telling you, you, but the good thing about it, yes, the good thing about it was that I kept on moving forward and I'm a very determined person, especially when it comes down to God and just knowing the order of God. Like I said, now being in relationship with God, that I understand now what it was all about. And I understand that those people was there for, like you said, for distractions to keep me from where I was going because yet- If I had to abort it where God was taking me, like how we know we get pregnant with destiny. Right. If I had to abort it, that 
part of it. It's like, would I have been here? Because I probably would have went back to the streets, to be honest yeah. with you. Because I was thinking, it ain't no way. And H-E double hockey sticks, my aunt would say, that I'm going to stay in here. And I can just be hanging out with my friends and stuff like that and talk about the Lord every now and then. That's kind of like what... Right. It would have been, right? But the Lord has such a pull and such a call on me and a mandate on me that I couldn't even run. Like, even when I tried to run, to be and honest with you. it was a point in time, yeah. Yes, yes. And I could not run. And God had, you know, kept me all of this time. And like I said, I'm here today, um, grateful Amen. to God, um, traveling right now, like back and forth to Jamaica with my husband, you know, where we live. Um, I have a home there in Jamaica. I'm building up right now a legacy right now with my three, you know, Amen. my businesses. I'm opening up my home care agency that I had here in Woodbury, New Jersey, now that I'm back um, to help and assist people with jobs and things um, in that manner. Um, so I'm doing everything now what I was supposed to be doing and what God ordained for me to do. Mm-hmm. And even also just to give like this testimony, this last testimony of just me and my husband, because I don't know how long we have on this broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but this would be just for like all the women that like I would say that even in the midst of when I went through all of my addiction and um, the prostitution that I went through and everything, when God had started really delivering me and I was going through, I had um, found myself married to someone who wasn't, um, was I would consider, don't want to say a counterfeit, but he wasn't my real husband. Um, I took it up on myself after taking advice from my grandmother that I should marry this man because Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be in fornication. But um, I would say, you know, to people, listen to, you know, the small voices that we have inside of which is God. Because if I had have listened to it, I wouldn't have married this man and I would have um, had just only the one husband that I have now. I consider him just my first husband because um, that that marriage did not work uh, unto God. I had to repent for it. And the reason why I'm saying it is because enough times as women, we would wait, uh, we wouldn't wait for, you know, a man to come. But I would say this as my last part of my testimony is that I had waited Mm -hmm. um, after this divorce from this man. And I prayed to God and I was like, God, you know, I don't want to be this woman who's just, you know, out here just picking up guys to be dating and things like that. After this marriage, I said, I'm going to wait. And um, so I did. I fasted. And I felt almost like Esther, you know, before she went to the king, she was like dressing herself in perfumes and oils and things like that, presenting herself basically to the king. Right. And um, I felt like that because I had waited for my husband. This man, I knew him for over 30 years. And um, in that waiting, um, like I said, of sanctification, it was before I had um, even he asked me to marry him. It's like he had came and told me he was taking a vow of um, wow. no no sex. We were, he was abstaining from sex. I never told him I was already on my vow. I was a year on my vow. And mm-hmm. um, and so when he said it, I just looked sideways, but I immediately went to God because everything I go to God about. <laughs> Amen. I don't care what it is. I was like, Lord, this man's about fasting. What is he talking about? So I just asked the Lord and the Lord revealed to me. And um, after the year that made two years of me waiting, he asked me to marry him in 2015. And I was just like floored. This was two years of consecration after repenting of my first marriage and everything that God gave me this man who, like I said, 30 years of friendship, now two years of marriage. And he's my best friend. And I waited. I waited for love. I waited for the right man. And the other part of it was I prayed. You know how they say pray for what you ask for. 
I pray yeah. and ask God specific things this time for this man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to be God fearing. I want him to be this. I want him to be that. I mean, I named off so many things and I believe like that God, I was gonna get each and every one of them, and I did. And I was laughing Amen. with my mom the other day and was telling her that um I was like, Mom, I'm not marrying nobody unless the Lord and the angels and all that bring him down. And I want to hear music like ah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, and I'm gonna go deeper into mm-hmm. what you're talking about because mm-hmm. what you're what you're saying is is really a big step and people don't even really understand what spirits yeah. operate behind why people they suffer from the cycles of like different relationships or different marriages and mm-hmm. when you suffer first of all somewhere going back to the childhood there was mm-hmm. a spirit of perversion that came in like an invasion of right. privacy whether it was through rape or, or molestation let's start mm-hmm. there and then as you keep going, you know, then you start to, you get the, when you find the spirit of perversion, you usually find the spirit of abandonment and rejection. And yes, so when you suffer, so you know, with uh, the spirit of abandonment and rejection, you know, this is what causes those cycles. And, and then you got yes. bondage too. It causes those repeated cycles. And so literally sometimes as people, and this is what the other podcast was about that we didn't get through. Um, mm-hmm. But it's so crazy because it's so relevant for right now. Yeah. But a lot of people don't even know that they, they carry these spirits from their childhood all the way up into adulthood. And they're trying to figure out, you know, why is it that they're so in true. different marriages or different relationships? And I'm going to be a, a witness to it because it's that was broken. My, my it's brokenness. Issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I was the woman with the issue of the blood, literally. Yes. You know, and even though I got married, you know, when I was mm-hmm. 19, when I was in the slam, and I was married for, what, eight years. Um, had three kids with my first ex-husband and then mm-hmm. you know because I still I didn't know that I was carrying this this spirit of abandonment and rejection mm-hmm. because usually too if you grow up without parents or whatever that too that's how the rejection yes. really creep in there too it does you know and mm-hmm. so Literally, I, I went into another marriage because of the fact of the matter that I was just, I, I felt like I needed to be with somebody. You know, I, I felt mm-hmm. like I needed, but I didn't really need it. But that's what I felt because that's what those spirits do. It make you feel like you need. And really what it yes. does is just destroying you. That's what those spirits it do. It is. No it demonic is. Spirits, that's and nice soul spirit. ties. And attaching yes, soul too. ties to you too, you know? That too. And so yes. literally, I had to literally, it was a deliverance process. Because mm-hmm. when I literally went through everything that I went through, and it just happened this year, because mm-hmm. I used to suffer with still like, oh, I thought I needed to be in a relationship. You know, mm-hmm. when was I going to get married again? You know, mm-hmm. and then I remember I was on a three-day fast. I fasted the fast of Esther. Mm-hmm. And the Lord started revealing myself to me. Because right. one thing I believe about the father is he's going to show you to you first. You first. And he started yes. Re- yeah. He started <laughs> revealing me to me because I said, Kamisha, you have to learn how to be alone. And that's what yes. the Lord was trying to get me to understand for years. Exactly. First, the, the husband will come, but I need you to learn how to be you for you by yourself. Learn what you like. Yes. Learn what you don't like. Yeah, and I'm yep. not promoting like being single because I the Lord said, you know, he didn't create this. No, but I feel like it's, it's important to take time. It is. It is. I feel and, like it's and, important and to take time. And to be delivered from that spirit. Because yeah. if you carry it, and I promise you, and people can say whatever they want, if you carry yes. it, you're going it's to gonna ruin, ruin your every relationship. relationship. Because yep. at the end of the day, the Lord showed me and, and took me to um Hannah, not Hannah, Leah. 
Um, mm-hmm. And how every time, you know, she had a baby and she was looking for something from her husband that only God could give her. And it was right. like every time she was going, look, 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 look at me. Look, look, look. And mm-hmm. he would never give he her what she wanted her no until mind. she built, yeah. right, until she built that relationship with the father. And she had that last baby. It was like, okay, now, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. praise. And she named him Judah. Yes. And I realized and I said, man, I'm like Leah. Yeah. You know, I was always looking for something from a man that, you Attention. know, I Me too. to get from God. Because yes. sometimes we think, you know, a marriage will complete us. Yes. But really, completion is only for God. A man it's only from God. To, we, yes. Right? We're so he's only supposed to come in to make things better. You know, yes. we come home, they come home and we get together. Yes. Things are better. But God is what completes us. And so yes, the Lord so needed true. me to really understand and literally he delivered me from that spirit of abandonment yes. and rejection because what happens is it's not just in relationships. When you carry that spirit, it will mess up regular relationships. Yes, yes. You yes, know, it will. Um, business, endeavor, school, mm-hmm. work, whatever. You know, And, and so I can testify I had, to that. Yeah. I can testify yeah, to that because to be honest with you, just like you said, it, um, throughout all, that the reason why I had said what I said about the marriage and waiting thing is because in between, like you said, those times where I was still being delivered from my addiction and being delivered from being molested and raped, I had a lot of issues, a lot of demons, a lot of things that was going in with me internally in my mind, in my heart, in my soul. I was angry. I was bitter. I was mad because of rejection. Like my dad wasn't there when I was younger. You know, like my mom, like we, you know, it was so many different things going on in our household. So it was a lot of things that was so negative in the environment that it was like, you know, I just didn't have any time to really like, you know, just deal with those things until I really got into God. And then when I got into God, God started dealing with those things. Just like you said, he'll yeah. show you first. And when he showed me I, and I see myself, I was ugly. I was ugly. I was ugly and I was a mess. And then though I thought I was cute though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was ugly, <laughs> girlfriend. Right? I was, Kamisha, I was ugly, okay? And viewers, I was ugly, okay? <laughs> but I thank God because even through the midst of it all, he kept dealing with me and I kept opening up my heart to be healed because I wanted to be healed. I knew that yeah. I could not continue on in this self-destructive path and that I was key. going on, yep. you know? to be healed. You said the I right wanted I was so hungry and wanting to be and that's literally where I had got to the point I said I don't want to feel it was like desperation (laughs) yeah I didn't want to feel that way anymore and literally the Lord took that away from me and I I was able to be content you know even though I wasn't looking for anything like I'm not Mm -hmm. desperate or thirsty but sometimes you look like well what's wrong with me how come ain't nobody (laughs) talking to me you know what I'm saying but you know, and God's still Lord. dealing with you, getting yeah, you healed for for your too. husband. Yes, yeah, that too. Because at the end of the day, I couldn't just keep completing those same cycles. You know, yes, yes. And, and to be honest, for me practicing Islam, a lot of that opened more doors. You know, yes. for different spirits to come in. And I tell people mm. when I had got out of Islam, I had to get delivered from Islam, and that deliverance process took hours. Because there was like different people that put magic on me. It was so See many different saying? things. It was demons manifesting literally. And I'm looking like, what the heck is going on? Because it right. was so much stuff from my childhood, you know, and leading up to where I was in that process that was there. And yeah. I'm like, I never knew. You know, I never knew. And that's knew why it's so that's important. What is. You don't know till you get out. 
Yeah. You don't know because you don't see it because you, you know, and, you're so wrapped up yeah, in it, you and, know? And that's why it's so important for the mm -hmm. church that's yes. supposed to be able to see, to really mm -hmm. see. Not well, saying, that's oh, what coming. we can say. We can see, right. we can say that because that's that's what we need to say. But what we what we will say on this, and I'm going to say it uh -huh. because I feel like the church has been asleep, and because they have been asleep, it's it's no way that they can see the bondage on somebody else because they're still bound. Like this right. is how I look yeah, at people. True. If you like, it's okay. Like I said, when I used to go in the church, when I first came in the church, and I was looking at, I used to be like this. These people look like they bound up in here. Like you, you could see certain spirits on people, and you'd be like, "Well, wait a minute, sister." But you've been in this church for 20 years she ain't get delivered yet you know you can see those spirits and Probably stuff on people and, and i'm telling you you know that you can see them because people okay let me just be honest people like that come from off the streets we really got like revelation i'm gonna be honest with you i met so many people that's on <laughs> drugs and people that Amen. be on the corner that's girl true. that great go get their bottle on wine they can tell you all kinds of stuff you got you got prophets and backslidden people on the streets. They waiting to be delivered, but nobody will come near. Why? Because the church people, that the Lord, this where the preacher come out. The church people is like they dress up and they only is staying in the four walls of the church. They will yeah. not come out. They scared yeah. to come out and talk to people. They don't want nobody to touch them. They don't want to lay hands on nobody because they think, oh my God, this person look like they're a hobo. Well, I mean, you might be a hobo if the Lord take His hand off of you. You might become one. So you you need to really, that's why I say everything has to do with how people really are in their hearts. That's what I'm going to say. It's all about your heart and your condition of your heart, how you deal with people and how you see people, no matter what condition they're in. They still are a child of God. And I feel like yeah. if the church people really wake up and come out of the slumber that they're in and really recognize that their calling is to the outside, not once you yeah, get not healed just the, from the yeah, physician, once you get healed. Still, we shouldn't yeah. still be delivering the same person from the same demon, you know, every Sunday. Or girl, every, every year they Sunday. got that same demon and they sit in that same pew. Come on now. Yeah, every every Sunday, because really, we really could be really so much further than that. Yeah, but mm -hmm. we really kind of twisted the assembly because the assembly really is just supposed to be a meeting, a gathering. Yes. You know, and, a gathering. and really the other days yes. of the week, we're supposed to be out and doing what you're just saying, ministering. What the Lord said, making disciples. Praying, you know, and, and different <laughs> things like that. But you know, yes. I don't I don't know. I can't even I can really say a lot, but I, I won't mm -hmm. really touch on it too much because maybe it's not okay. the right time. And I hear you, Holy Ghost. But you know, I, I just pray, you know, as mm -hmm. a people, and it's a growing process too, because everybody grows at different stages, you know, because yes. I'm I'm a firm believer. Somebody's condition today may not be their condition tomorrow. So somebody may truth. start off one way, you know, and then like Apostle Ken said it, he said there was a time where he wouldn't do nothing like this, would talk to young right. people until the Lord set him down, you know, and so if if it's purpose, you know, if that's, in, you know, somebody's will, you know, the will mm -hmm. of the Lord for that person, yes. it's going to happen. It is going to happen gonna because happen. it's the will of the Lord. It's yes, and we happen. know his and, word and we just, does not come yeah, back void. And we just, yeah, and we just have to pray. And just intercede, mm -hmm. you know, on on everybody's behalf. You yes. Know, and if whatever the Lord allows us to see, if we can do it, you we know, have to pray on do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. We and can't pray really on wait. it. Yeah. Yeah. We can't really just wait, you know, for somebody else because I I just would hate, you know, I can minister in the pulpit, but I can't minister in Walmart. Right. What <laughs> like what point? What what use really am I? You know that I yeah. can't go inside a Walmart or a corner mm -hmm. store. You know, or a black party, 
and be able to be myself and minister and call people to Christ. Amen. That's what I'm saying. Some people, they only can minister in church. Mm Mm-hmm. They and that's what I'm saying. People. And that and that's where we missing it at, because to be honest, like like you said earlier, just to reiterate what you said, you know, everybody in the church who already didn't been saved, you got your hands laid on by pastor last week, which we know pastor is anointed. So you should have been slayed and the Holy Ghost filled by then. And you still up there telling us <laughs> something and the spirit moving around and ain't even letting God have his way. Them the kind that the Lord talked about come out only by fasting and praying. That's why I said I'm going to continue to pray because even when I see stuff, I just go to God. I ain't going to lie to you, Kamisha. I go to God about everything. You hear me? I pray and thank God for everything because it's like right now, the the way this is, we have to wake up and we have to move in what God is telling us to move. You're doing this podcast. I thank you for this opportunity. Like I said to you before we even started this, that, you know, you even gave me this opportunity to speak because I I do my own little videos and stuff like that because I love encouraging people and uplifting people and giving people the gospel because God said, be a fisherman of all men. And I said, Lord, I'm going to cast my, I'm going to cast my rod out because you are calling us to do that. And it's like, not about, like I said, the church and four walls because we are the church we have to open up our mouth and declare what god is saying and call in those souls because god is putting a mandate on us like i know for me yeah. he's putting a mandate on me because even the last couple of days people been falling and coming in my house and, and 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 can you pray for me robin you know call me and stuff like that and i said lord i ain't even like ordained like me with a piece of paper but i'm ordained by god you know, yeah. to give, you know, people encouraging and stuff like that. But I said, God, you is really pouring out your spirit. You know, that people, God is calling people every day. And I mean, I ain't gonna lie to you. I've been hearing the clarion call. I've been, you know, I just, I just say, God, whatever your will is, because it's not going to happen in the church. You see, he didn't shut down the churches. You see, he didn't yeah. shut down the churches. Why do you think he did that? He shut down the churches because he going, everybody going to come outside. You got to come outside eventually now and start talking to the people. You got to get uh-huh. regular with the people. You cannot sit there and think you hide in the people up on the yeah, pulpit hide, and you are not. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you at the pulpit and you cannot reach the people. That's not what God, God said, be make disciples. That's what he told us. He told us to make disciples, yeah. not friends, not members. Yeah. He ain't say none of that. He ain't say nothing about nobody members. I don't know what they be talking yeah. about, but he said make disciples. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm going to be a disciple. I don't want to be nobody Amen. member. You know, yeah. I want to be a disciple that I'm going to go out and get people for God. That's what we originally yeah. spoke back to. That's why God is calling us back to do our first works over. This is what yeah. this is all about. This is all yeah. about our first works because we missed it. Somewhere we missed it. Trust me, we missed it. Yeah. Yeah. And God is judging yeah. us and, and we missed yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I just wanted to clear up mm-hmm. about the deliverance part because deliverance, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't lay in the hands of the one who you know, God is using to deliver, but it's really yes. you want to be delivered from yourself. So Amen. like a person, they can get hands laid on them, you know, every Sunday, but if they don't truly want to be delivered, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. And so that goes back to what much, we said. You got to yeah. want it. Yeah, because <laughs> it don't matter how much oil or anointing, you know, that a person has, um, you know, if the person truly doesn't want to be delivered, and I say deliverance is a two-part thing because you yes. get delivered physically, but then you have to be delivered mentally. Yes, you do. You have to be delivered that mentally. That mind, you have to because break you that gotta, mind. Yeah, you got to train mm-hmm. your mindset. Because yes. a person can be delivered physically, but there could be still some residue, you know, that's in their mind. On. And mentally, you know, people are still struggling. Yes. You know? and so it's a, it's a two-part process, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, when it comes to it. Yes. But I really enjoy um, oh. your testimony. 
Thank it was you definitely so much. A, a blessing and a benefit. And I know that so many women that have encountered the same things that you have encountered is want to benefit from your story. You know, Amen. your story. And this is your year to, God to, to not glory. walk in fear, you know, yes. to walk out and to say what thus saith the Lord. Even Amen. regardless of, of what people, the naysayers, that's what I'm hearing, like yes. the naysayers may say because you don't look the way that they think that you should look or you don't talk the way that they think that you should talk you know but right. god assigned you to accept people yes and amen. you you keep doing what the lord is, is calling you to do amen you keep doing what I the will. lord is calling you to do yeah because somebody has to go there to the streets like you said somebody has to do it and even mm -hmm. if nobody else does it we can't worry about them because we can talk right. all day and say what other people are not doing. But sometimes you got to just say, we have to do our part. Yes. I'm just going to worry about me because and that's now what the habit I'm practicing. I can't worry about what everybody else is doing, what somebody else is saying, who likes what and who don't like what. I got to do what the Lord is calling me to do because if it's your so order is out of order with God's order, yes. you know, then you're out of order. So I have to be in God's order. Amen. Yeah. It's so funny that you said that, which and it's not funny. I'm just going to say it's so prophetic that you said this. So let me take back that word funny. It's very mm -hmm. prophetic that you said that because just the other day I encountered somebody saying, you always be on these videos and stuff. You talk and telling your business and stuff. like." And that's what I try to tell her. I said, but then I told my sister today on the porch when I told my sister, because I have one sister and I told my sister, I said, you, but you know what the Lord said, don't cast your pearls among <laughs> because they will not get it. They won't get yeah. it, you know, and, and they won't was, understand, too, you know, trying, yeah, to, trying to discourage you. Yeah, as well yeah. to keep your mouth closed and and that's what he does it's, it's yeah it's, as long as he has an opportunity he has because <laughs> what people don't understand the enemy needs a body he needs a vessel yes. to be able to operate the same way the holy ghost needs a vessel to be able to operate you know even yes. though he's gonna move how he want to move but he it, it needs a body and so yes, just like us, we're, we're the bodies. That's why we have to have the Lord to, to cleanse us out, purge us, yes. so the Holy Ghost can come in so that we can speak what he said. That's why I say, say if the Lord, not say yes. us. And right. so the enemy needs the body too. And mm -hmm. so he goes at the people that don't have a belief system or people that's just weak, you know, or people mm -hmm. that's just an easy, you know, fix it up to you. Well, that's when exactly done, what I said. Away. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so, confirmation. You know, yeah. You know, so we just we just throw that out the window, and that's why yes, just we just gotta make those decrees and declarations, and you know, pray against those those things that are sent out those spirits the for that day. Yes, yeah. those spirits. Because they're because never going to. I know that's what is behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they never going to yeah. stop, and as you go higher, they just get mm -hmm. stronger. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. They just get, they just get stronger. <laughs> Um, yes. They don't get weaker because the devil's not patty caking with us. But I always say I ain't patty caking with him either. Okay, and that's, that's why, why we I said. pray at twelve a.m. because I said I refuse to let a witch pray longer than me. Okay, I'm sorry, or stay up longer than me, or work with the spirit much better than me. I'm not yes. doing it. So not yes. this year and not ever again. Right. So I know yeah, that's I right. Think, exactly. Yes, ma'am. But I truly <laughs> thank God for you. I enjoyed your testimony. We thank you so much. And hold the people. You be blessed. Thank you all yes. for all tuning in. You were just tuned in to Dope Girls Pray Podcast. I'm your host, Kamisha H. You just were listening to the testimony of Robin Green. You guys have a blessed night.